Episode two, baby. We did it. This is the I Am Your Friend podcast. I'm your host, Aiden Licker. Uh, I know <laughs> last time I promised that we were going to have guests going forward, um, and we are eventually. Uh, some things kind of got fucked up. Uh, basically, what happened is um, I got COVID, uh, which sucked. I'm fine now. Uh, I was kind of fine the whole time. Uh, I just lost my ten- or sense of taste and smell, which was terrible and super annoying. Um, but obviously could have had a lot worse. Uh, so I'm considering myself lucky for sure. Uh, but we're good. We're back. Um, and I just had to, you know, I had a bunch of guests lined up. I had four guests lined up, uh, and three of them are no longer in the area. Two of them don't live in the area. Uh, and we're just home for a short time and I wasn't able to link up with them obviously because I was quarantining. Um, but we'll get them on eventually. And then Charlie, uh, who specifically asked to be my fourth guest, uh, moved to Utah for a little bit. So, but he still wants to be my fourth guest, but he, uh, is going to be in Utah. So I don't know what he expects me to do there. I don't want to do, uh, remote, like podcasting guests, um, unless you have like some sort of professional audio setup because I listen, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts and, I hate listening to a podcast where they like zoom somebody in and they're using like a laptop microphone because it sounds terrible. So Charlie, I apologize. See, I could have said, sorry, Charlie, and really pissed you off, but I didn't. I said, I apologize. Um, and I hope Utah is fun. Uh, today's Sunday. Uh, shit. I should have looked at the date. Oh, it's right on my computer. Technology, bro. March 28th is the date. Um, I just got, yeah, 10 days of quarantining. Um, wasn't as bad as I would have thought because I basically did, never stopped quarantining for this whole year. Uh, you know, I work from home. I don't leave my house a lot. Uh, my parents were in Florida, and my little brother was at his girlfriend's. Uh, so I just had this house to myself, which is dope, having a house. Um, I mean, my parents' house is sweet, and... Uh, it's kind of was kind of cool to just have it to myself for a little bit. Um, bummer that I couldn't hang out with anybody during that, but uh, it was nice. Just me and Mowgli, my dog, hanging out, uh, and my cat, and uh, we had a good time. Uh, so yeah. So apologies for the delay on the second episode. I, I guess I, sh- I so the the fourth person uh, is who I'm going to have on next week. I was going to try to get with them this weekend to do it, but uh, we had scheduling conflicts, so we're going to do it next weekend. So episode three is going to be a guest, and then I'm going to work on getting guests for every time. Um, like I mentioned last episode, it's hard when you're the only person in the room, uh, and you have to just keep a flow going, and you can't like bounce ideas off each other. So hopefully we can keep guests going. Uh, if you're somebody who wants to come on the show too, uh, hit me up. Uh, if you like talking about this kind of stuff and, and digging a little deeper into, into these conversations and you want to have a conversation that you feel comfortable, uh, sharing with the, the world, um, let me know. I would love to have you on and have a good conversation about something. Uh, so yeah, so I had a bunch of stuff planned before I got, you know, came down with COVID. So <clears throat> I had, you know, four guests lined up which didn't happen. And then I also had, so one of those guests was my friend Ben from New York city. Shout out Ben. Um, 
Well, he's from Buffalo, but he lives in New York City now, and he's a photographer, a very, very talented guy, uh, and I love him dearly. And he was supposed to be coming up to do a uh, the post-prom album art and uh, a music video for us, which is still going to happen. Uh, we just got to wait now, you know. So the post-prom album is delayed a little bit. Um, but what's kind of cool is that we originally wanted the album to be a fall release because it just kind of got that sound, you know. It's got a, that 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 Buffalo fall sound to it. Uh, a lot of what we, you know, the, we uh, did the pre-production of the album at John Vaughn's cabin, uh, which I don't remember where that is. It's like near the Pennsylvania border. It's near like Bemis point kind of, but, um, and we were there in September of 2019 doing the pre-production for the album. And that's where we kind of finalized everything and, and, um, you know, finished writing it. And it just was like, it sounded so good in that, in that fall, like wilderness, you know, and that's what we wanted it. We wanted to release it at that time, but then, you know, uh, the pandemic hit and then we had to push off recording and then there just kept getting hit with delay after delay. Uh, and then we were going to do a spring release and then a summer release, but now, uh, I think we're going to end up doing a fall release. So just like a year after, uh, where we wanted to release it. So, probably this fall is what I assume Charlie's coming back, uh, at the end of June. And so I'm, we're going to try to link up with Ben then to do all that stuff. Um, which is awesome because, you know, we're doing this whole thing ourselves and, uh, not having to work on any deadlines. So we can just keep taking our time with like, you know, promo material and stuff like that. And, uh, I know people are eager to hear it. Um, and I'm really excited for people to, to hear it as well. Cause obviously, I mean, we've been working on this since we started the band, we had an idea of, of making a full length. That was our plan. And so a lot of the songs on there, we were some of the first songs that we wrote. Uh, so super excited to, to finally get it out. So just a little bit longer, but we'll get there. Um, yeah, it was just really poor timing, uh, for, for me to get COVID, <laughs> uh, especially after, trying to follow the rules as closely as I could for an entire year and then getting the first vaccine and then contracting COVID. Um, so, but we're getting there. I just read that, uh, a third of the country or a third of the adults in the U S are, uh, are not vaccinated, like 90 million people. That's awesome. That's super exciting. Um, and that just, you know, during this whole year was really hard to find, any positivity there were so many points where i just like you know try to stay positive and, and try to find something to look forward to but there was no light at the end of the tunnel for so long that it, it was really tough it was really tough to uh try to focus on anything positive because it didn't seem like there was any you know um between man like between the black lives matter movement you know i was uh very very rattled through all of that uh, that eventually is, is what, or what eventually led to me getting off social media because I was just kind of overwhelmed by the whole thing. Cause it's something that just, I feel very, very passionate about, uh, and feel very deeply and was having a, a lot of really, really good conversations with people during. And, um, but it, it just became a little too much, uh, after that between COVID and, and the, the protests and, uh, you know, the, the upcoming election. And, and there was just a lot of stuff that just weighed really heavy on my mind. And I mentally just was not doing very well. Um, so I, I had to step away f for a little bit and, you know, I I've stepped away from social media. I've been on and off of it forever. 
as I said on the last episode, uh, it is a drug and, um, it, uh, it fucks my head a lot sometimes, you know, when I'm, when I'm mentally not doing very well, uh, social media is not a good thing to be using. Uh, and that's, I think that's the same with like any drug, you know, cause that's when you start to abuse it and that's when it starts to, uh, make things worse. So if I can give you any advice, uh, if you're mentally going through it, get the fuck off of social media because it's not going to, it's not going to help you. Um, unless, you know, you feel that you don't have anybody and social media can be a way for you to kind of reach out to, to somebody, you know, obviously that that's a different story. Um, but just in my personal experience, like when I'm going through it, man, and, and, you know, I'm on the downward spiral, uh, I become very insecure and I read into things way too much. And I also like, will go on, Oh my God, I was, I would go on crazy Twitter rants, which I'm sure a lot of people have seen where like when I was like not in a good place and I was just expressing everything openly just to be judged, you know, and just to like put the, that myself out there in a, in a very vulnerable state, which I don't know why I thought that was a good idea, but I would do that, do that a lot. So, um, but you know, I'm in a much better place now than I used to be. That's why I'm back on social media. Uh, because you know, when, uh, we're stuck at home and can't do much, it's, it's nice to see what my friends are up to. You know, it was, uh, it was hard to get myself to like reach out to anybody, um, to reach out to any of my friends just to like strike up conversation. Cause I feel like, I don't know, I have all these things in my head that if I did that, people would think I was weird or judge me for it and be like, why is it, why is he texting me? You know, because why the fuck would somebody have a conversation with their friend? So that was dumb on my part. Uh, but back on now laughing my ass off at a lot of things. TikTok, I love it. It's so funny. Um, after, uh, saying that in the last episode, uh, about how I think everybody should, should download TikTok. Apparently a few people did, (laughs) uh, who reached out to me and told me that, that they downloaded TikTok because of the way I talked about it, which scares me. I don't want to have that influence on people. Don't, I'm just a guy in a room, man. That's, I cannot stress that enough that that is my vibe here on this podcast is I'm just a dude. And you shouldn't just listen to me for any reason. I have no professional expertise. Not that it would require any to download a social media app, but but those who did download it said they like it and they're addicted. So welcome. Welcome to the digital crack. Uh, it's very fun. <laughs> uh, I haven't made one, uh, made a TikTok in a while. I've been thinking about it. I, I like doing the, the cover videos. It's a lot of fun um, because I don't want to take the time to record an entire song because that's just too much work. So I'm like, I'll just record a minute of a cover of a song that I like, of a part of a song that I like, and just put a quick video together and and put it out there. And, uh, it's super fun to do. And it's, it's the most like TikTok. It really has helped me like boost my creativity in a time when, um, it was really hard to be creative and express myself creatively when you're just stuck inside all the time and it feels like nothing is changing. So back to my point of, things are getting better. Uh, it seems slowly, but surely. Um, and it's, it's exciting. Uh, and I can't wait. My second vaccine is, is next week. And, uh, after that too, I might go out to, I might go to a bar, man. Um, I haven't gone to a bar in forever. Um, like over the summer I went twice maybe to like sit down on a patio or something, but that was really it. Um, 
but I, I've just been doing takeout, you know, I mean, making food at home and just takeout, uh, cause you know, trying to support these local businesses and stuff. Um, that was dude, that was the beginning part of, of the pandemic, at least like locally in Buffalo, the huge push of supporting local was so cool. It was so awesome how quickly people adapted, you know, it was like, all right, shit is real right now, but we're going to do everything we can. Right. And restaurants were like, all right, can't have indoor dining, but we're still doing takeout. And everybody was just being like so supportive of it. There was so much shit being shared across social media. And, um, I remember thinking that was so cool, man. I, I am a, a big person who, um, just like thrives on the sense of community. I love that shit. I love like just everybody being in it, you know, for, for the bigger cause for being in it together, you know, that shit really really warms my heart i'm a i'm a i'm a whore for that shit um and that's why it's like the the anti-mask people it's like figure it out man like how do you not get it that's a new segment i've been thinking about how do you not get it like how do you not get that this is kind of your fault that we're still in this you know like we could be in a lot better place it wouldn't be over i don't think but we can be in a lot better place if you just shut the fuck up and put a piece of cloth over your face you fucking all right, I digress. I digress. I'm getting upset. I'm getting upset. I'll pull it back. Pull it back. We're not. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna try to not go on too many rants. So, uh, I did want to give a shout out to not. I mean, not anybody specific, but just everybody who reached out after the first episode. Um, the the feedback I got and uh, just people who reached out. It was just really overwhelming in a great way. Um, I did not think anybody was was gonna check this out. I didn't think anybody was going to give a shit to listen to me talk for 40 minutes. Um, but a lot of people did like a lot more than I would have ever imagined. Um, the podcast hosting site that I use gives me like analytics and like a hundred people, it got a hundred downloads in like two days, uh, which was crazy. And I just had so many people reaching out, giving me amazing feedback. Uh, and I really, really appreciate every single person that listened and, uh, gave me that feedback. It was awesome. Um, and a lot of people gave me really good insight of like stuff I didn't think about, uh, going forward. Uh, my friend Tori, shout out Tori, uh, you know, made the point that was like, Hey, you know, when you're having guests, make sure to, to, um, you know, have some representation. Don't just have all, uh, cis straight white dudes. Um, which is something I literally, you know, didn't even think about. And, uh, that gave me some really, really good insight to think of what I can do with this, you know? as a you know straight white cis man myself i can uh kind of provide a platform for uh other people who might not be uh as privileged as i am so and i'm always trying to you know recognize the privilege that i have and and share it um you know and use it as a as a tool to be able to help those who don't have it so uh thank you tori for for providing that feedback and i'm going to do my best to do that um now I will admit my guest lineup does have a lot of cis straight white dudes, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fix that, you know, and, and not just for the point of like virtue signaling. Like I, I, I think that would be really cool to have those kinds of conversations with, with people of different walks of life and who have completely different experiences than one, what I've had, uh, and provide insight to, to other people who, you know, might not know anything about those kinds of things. So, um, and really, make it human. Uh, so that, that really, uh, opened my eyes and, and inspired me to, to keep going like that. So, um, 
with that said, if you like, you know, as I mentioned before, if you are somebody who exists, uh, outside of that, um, extremely privileged community that I exist in, uh, or, you know, somebody that, you know, can talk to that, those kinds of things. Um, I would love, love to have somebody like that on, um, on the podcast. And I hope that doesn't come off as, you know, that, that virtue signaling. Like, I don't want it to be like that at all. I, I really want to do something good, you know, and that's, I'm always trying to help people and lift people up and, uh, spread positivity and, and open people's eyes. So, um, would love to do that. Uh, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of feedback I got was like, I really liked how it just sounded like I was hanging out with you and we were just having a conversation. A few people said that, and that was awesome because that's exactly what I want it to be. You know, I want it to be as authentic and, and genuine as it can be. And I want it to feel, you know, that's why I called it. I am your friend, you know, cause I just want it to feel like I'm your homie, just, just chilling and, and talking to you. Um, and when I have my homies on, that's, that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, and you just get to sit in on that. And I think that's cool. Um, you know, my buddy Cody hit me up last night and said that, uh, you know, he, th- he thought it was really cool cause he listens to a lot of podcasts and it's all like, you know, celebrities talking about other celebrities and, and th- that kind of stuff. And he said, it's rare that, you know, you just have average Joe's talking about real people problems. So, uh, and that's, you know, that's exactly what I'm trying to do here. So I'm glad that that came across that way. Uh, the feedback that I got uh, from everybody and the amount of people that listened really gave me the confidence to keep going with this. Uh, and I'm, I'm super grateful for everybody that did. Uh, I can't thank you enough and I hope that you keep listening and I hope that you continue to enjoy this. So because I was so excited about that, um, I splurged on some new equipment here. I uh, spent a lot of money <laughs> uh, to get myself some higher end uh, equipment to, you know, cause I really want to go in, all in on this. I'm a very all in or, or nothing kind of guy. And so I'm going all in because, uh, this is a really cool way to express myself and I like doing it. And, um, I'm just very excited to, to keep going and, and everybody who's listening and providing the feedback, please continue to do so. Uh, cause that's giving me the confidence to keep going and to keep wanting to do it. Uh, moving on. Uh, I was talking about social media before and, and how it affects, you know, mental health and everything. Um, social media is a really, really interesting thing to me. Uh, and I've really been obsessed with the idea of just like, you know, the outside looking into it about what it is and, and how we all just like exist on this virtual world. And, uh, I've, you know, was thinking about that forever. That's, I mean, the new post prom album is, that's the entire theme of the record is just like who we have, you know, become in this new world. And, uh, I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people, especially around this age. You know, it's really a coming of age story. Like the, all the songs on there, uh, you know, I wrote all the, I write all the lyrics and the songs on there are, are you know, I, I try to write very honestly. Uh, and the songs on there I wrote from, you know, 22 to, to 24, uh, which were some of the hardest, probably the hardest years of my life because it was really like, I didn't know, uh, where I, where I was going with my life. You know, um, I was working my ass off in school and, and, and doing a bunch of shit in school and just trying to, I don't know, just grind, I guess, and try to get something out of it. And, uh, when I graduated, it was just kind of all gone and I didn't have anything, uh, planned or, or, 
like I had no goals. I had, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I kind of freaked out a little bit and I lost my mind. Cause I was like, I don't really know who I am right now. Uh, I'm just like a 22 year old <laughs> lost in the world. Uh, just trying to figure it out. And, uh, you know, that's when my mental health really took a turn for the worst. And, and I went through it for, for about two, two, three years and it was really tough. And so that's what this, that the whole post-prom album is, is just me, you know, addressing literally everything that I went through, uh, and how social media played into all of that. And just like, I don't know, a lot of these societal things played into all of that. It was, um, I think the record came out really, really well. And I think people are going to like it a lot. And I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people. So, you know, listen, listen to those lyrics. Um, I put a lot into it. I'm very proud of them. Uh, And, you know, so this was stuff that I was thinking about already for a long time. And then that uh, Social Dilemma documentary came out on Netflix. If you have, I assume, you know, it was huge when it came out. And I assume everybody's watched it. But if you haven't and, uh, you know, you're interested in, in the idea of social media and what's what it's what's actually going on behind the screen. Uh, highly recommend that documentary. It was really really good, and it you know scared the shit out of me, and it should scare the shit out of you uh, with what these companies are doing. Man, big tech is no joke. Um, social media is is what's going on there is, is no joke, and I fear for you know the future generations. Uh, and when you see those statistics, man, like with the rate of like teen suicide going up, especially in teen girls, um, you know, like I'm, I'm in that like cusp generation of between millennial and Gen Z. So I was born in 95. So like, I think they say it's like 95 to 98 or maybe 99. Like anybody born in that weird window of like before the new millennium is those cusp. And it's really interesting. Um, the, the generational stuff is super interesting. Now, it's super fucking annoying that like, especially it's on TikTok and you know, has spread across to other social media. Uh, the, like, for some reason there's like a war going on between millennials and Gen Z over like skinny jeans and the laughing crying. Like, dude, who, why? Like different generations do different shit. That's how it works, man. And then there's like all of us cuss babies in the middle that are just like, bro, we're chilling. Um, I don't remember where I was going with that, but, uh, Oh, uh, what I, the point I was going to make was that millennials, like when millennials were growing up, you know, especially girls had to deal with, you know, so much like body image shit, right? Like because of magazines and TV and movies and, and all that stuff, like, you know, uh, and that was, you know, the self-esteem for, to be a young girl and it exists in all of that was really tough. You know, I mean, obviously I don't, that is not something that I had to go through, but it's something that I, I recognize. And add social media on top of that, man, it's just like exponentially just makes it even worse. And when you see the rates of like teen depression and teen suicide, especially in young girls, it's, it's scary, man. And it's like, what are we, what are we doing about it? You know, after that documentary, I took immediate action to like change how I did shit and how I went about my life, like digitally. Uh, you know, at the time I already was off social media and I, you know, went through and deleted a bunch of apps and I stopped using Google. I still use Gmail, uh, because I haven't found another mail, like email, uh, service, if that's what it's called. Uh, that's as, I mean, Gmail is just an amazing product. 
or amazing platform. It just works really well. I like how I, I'm able to use my mouse, and I don't see it as that damaging. Um, but Google as a company is, is terrifying, and so I would like to use a different, uh, you know, email provider. But I don't know of any that are as good as Gmail. So if you do, let me know. But I stopped using Google. Uh, I started using DuckDuckGo, uh, which is, I think it's the the guys who like were some of the original members of Google started DuckDuckGo and it's, it's basically based off like the Google platform, but it doesn't, you know, track anything like it's like super secure and private, uh, which I like. And, uh, I also stopped using Google Chrome and I started using Safari, uh, which I used to hate Safari, but new Safari is actually sick. Uh, so if you're a person who's like me and hated Safari, uh, and you are like an Apple person, uh, it's much better now. And, you know, Apple has really put in this push. Now, I'm not defending Apple at all because they're still part of big tech. You know, I like Apple's products, but, you know, they might be one of the better companies, maybe. Uh, but, you know, they put a big push towards privacy and not selling your data and stuff, uh, which a lot of bi- other big companies hate them for. So I think that's pretty cool that they do that. So Safari is like a very, you know, private, doesn't track your shit. Uh, cause that dude, that is something that, you know, from, from a tech nerd, if you're not, uh, a very technical person, trust me when I say that that is, uh, something to be concerned about, uh, the way they track all of our shit and collect all of our data and, and sell it back to us, dude. Like, oh my God, Instagram ads, man. Instagram ads take over every, like the amount of, uh, I mean, I'm sure everybody listening has experienced it. Like I, I'm, I'm curious to know how many, like, I don't think there's anybody I know who has Instagram that hasn't bought something off an Instagram ad and that's crazy um that's a crazy thing to think about I stopped doing it I had to stop doing it because dude they eventually they learn so much about you that it's like I like everything that you're that you're showing me which is done on purpose you know and that's what they show you in the documentary um my dad dude my dad doesn't even like my my mom has an Instagram somehow but there's nothing on it my dad just uses it to like follow like my family members and like just see pictures of like my nephews and stuff and he fell for an Instagram ad. And I'm like, I didn't even know you knew what Instagram was. How did you, how did you get here? And he like bought something on Instagram ad and it like wasn't what he thought it was. And he was pissed. And he was like, what do I do? And I'm like, nothing. You got got, bro. That's how that works. So, you know, stop doing that. Oh man. Instagram used to be so sick until Facebook took it over. Um, I found a, I went through an old hard drive, uh, yesterday and found a bunch of old, like of when Instagram like first came out when they used to have like the frames and stuff and the filters were just like way too much. Uh, and I used to like over edit everything. It was so funny. Uh, but old Instagram was so fun cause it was so simple. And then Facebook bought it and made it terrible. Facebook's the worst Facebook and Google fuck both those companies. Um, but you know, I still have accounts with both of them because getting to my next point here is like, what are we, what can we do about it? You know what I mean? Like I'm doing what I can. I'm trying to play, you know, do my part without being like a total, like completely disconnected. Cause dude, it was lonely when I got off social media. Like it was lonely. Uh, people just forget about you and that's just dude. And that's just like how it is. That's nothing that you can do. You know, like, I mean, obviously besides like my really close friends who I keep in contact with, but like other people who I would, you know, there's some people that I talk to like every day on social media, like, uh, just like watch, I'm, I watch everybody's Instagram story, dude, because I don't know why that's just like habitually 
when I'm bored, I just open up Instagram and I just watch people's stories and I reply to everybody's story. So if you're somebody who's like, why the fuck does this dude reply to my stories all the time? It's not just you. I reply to everybody. And that's because I like having conversations with people and learning about people. And that's why I'm doing this whole thing. Um, fuck. I don't know where I was going with that. I hate when I do that. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, uh, what can we do about it? So, you know, as a lot of these things start to get worse, we start to realize that we know that the problem's there, right? But they provide such a good service that we're addicted to. Uh, and it's like the only way we can exist. I was talking, I just remembered where I was going with that. I was super lonely off of social media and I just miss seeing everybody every day and miss talking to people and, you know, people forget about you and that's not because of like anything I did or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's just like when you're not in front of people all the time, I'm what they're constantly on. Like they just don't, you just don't exist in there anymore. And that's just like how that is. And I realized that, and that sucks because it's like when people stop seeing you every day, they, you know, you're just going to escape from their mind sometimes. And, uh, and then you come back on and I mean, and it's vice versa though, too. Like when I deleted my social, I also forgot about people, you know, certain people that like when I got back on, I was like, Oh my God, like I haven't talked to this person in months. Like I forgot, you know, that they were a person, uh, which sounds shitty, but it's like, that's just how it is, man. You know, and these are people who like, I might not be super close to, but there's somebody who like, I like seeing their shit every day. Um, and I like to know how they're doing and, and what they're up to in their life and stuff. Uh, so it was just very weird, but I, I, they're either, I mean, the, at the end of that documentary, there, there needs to, there seems to be some sort of push for like, cause the thing is like social media can be a good thing, right? There's been good things to come out of it. Um, but there needs to be like a humane way, like the people who are making social media need to be not evil about it. Uh, and that for some reason that seems impossible to do because we live in a society that's just full of greed, you know? And that's just how that works. But someone needs to make a social media that like I thought about it. I'm like, what about paid social media? But it's like, I don't think anybody would do that. Like if they had a paid version of Twitter where you pay like a dollar a month or something and you, then you don't have ads and you don't have a curated feed. Um, like, I don't, I don't know if people would do that. I don't even know if I would do that because I say that. And then YouTube has that option and I still don't do it. And I complain about the ads every single time they come up because YouTube, dude, YouTube, I mean, they're owned by Google. So there you go. But YouTube is the, the ads on YouTube are way too much, man. It's like, it's fucked up. Like, dude, if you watch a video, that's over 10 minutes. There's like three ads in it, you know? And it's just like in the middle of what they're saying when you're watching it, it's just like, ad, and you, you got to watch three of them and it's just way too much. And they're like, well, you can get rid of it for $12 a month. And I'm like, dude. I won't even pay for Hulu, you know? And like I use that's, I like watch full on movies and shows on there. Um, so I'm not paying $12 a month to get rid of ads on YouTube videos. Like, I don't know, maybe it's cause it's too expensive, but it should be cheaper. But, uh, I don't know if it was, if there was like a super affordable, like a dollar a month social media with that is humane and doesn't have ads and is not a curated feed. Like, is that, would it work? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure somebody had to try it. Right. And it probably didn't go anywhere. Um, because people like what they have. They like how it works right now. I mean, the curated thing is kind of nice, you know, to see shit that you want to see that it knows you want to see, but it's also terrifying (laughs) to, to see that. Um, so 
I don't know. Uh, something's got to be done, man. Because when you look at that data, look at those statistics, it, it's scary. Um, and I, you know, this is not the society that, that we should be creating right now. Like, you know, especially with everything that's been going on in the world and, and the progressive movement that's, that's been happening of trying to like grow empathy within people, um, that for some reason is too easy to take away or not easy enough to have, you know, dude, I remember posting something one time on social media or on, on Facebook, which is Posting an opinion on Facebook is terrifying uh, because a lot of people that you thought you knew say some shit and you're like, I don't fuck with you at all. I didn't know you were evil. Um, but I remember saying something. I don't remember what it was, but it was just about a, a thing about having empathy, I think. And uh, it was a COVID thing. I remember it was a COVID thing and it was just about like wearing masks and just like, you know, caring it was literally just about that's like shouldn't we care that people all these people are dying i remember this dude commented on it and was like don't act like you actually care about other people because you don't and i was like what like that it really like that this dude was so confident to be like it's impossible to care about it like you're just acting Cause I don't care about other people because I don't know how. So like, it's impossible for everybody else to. And I was like, bro, you don't have empathy for people. Like I was like, I was like cursed with empathy. I feel like growing up. And I think it was just because of like, uh, I mean, I've had anxiety since I was, I started having anxiety attacks at like five years old. Right. And when you have some sort of mental illness, I feel like it generally just makes you a more empathetic person because you kind of have to go through things uh, in a more difficult way than a lot of other people have to. Uh, and then, you know, I, I had depression starting, I don't even know when that started middle school, maybe, uh, that eventually got a lot worse, but you know, when you have to deal with those things, when you have like traumatic events happen to you or, or things that just kind of fuck you up, you know, you, I feel like you naturally just become a more empathetic person. Uh, so I guess good for that guy that he didn't have to have that, but it also is just like, fuck, like. How do we just, how do you just not care about other people? Like, I, I don't know. I, maybe I care too much, but, um, I don't know, man. Like we need more empathy for people. And I, I think social media tends to rob people of it. Maybe, I don't know, but it's, I don't know. It's just a scary thing. And I know that that something has to change with it. And I don't know how, I don't know how that works, but you know, it would have to take all of us. It would have to take, I don't know how a statistic comes out like that. That is like teen suicide. And it just shows like since like 2009, I think it was since the like button came out, like teen depression, teen suicide was just like, just skyrocket. It's, it was ter- like, that was enough to make me be like, we got to do something here, man. Like that's not okay. Like people shouldn't be uh, constantly, feeling like they should you know they're being judged or or letting taking that all to heart and dude some of the things people say on social media like you know it people are cutthroat on there man and people generalize a lot and people are throw judgment and talk shit so much and it's it's hard to ignore sometimes um and especially when you're going through it mentally like i mentioned earlier like you take it you take it harder you take it deeper when when that happens and it's fucking tough and we need to do something about it. We need to create a more empathetic society somehow. And I don't know how to do that, but I'm trying. Uh, 
I'm trying to figure it out because I, I care about it a lot and it, it scares me. And kind of, dude, kind of the same thing with like, I feel like it's the same thing with like, now we're shifting gears a little bit, but like Amazon, right? Amazon is a shitty company, dude. And we've been seeing that recently with like the whole piss bottle thing. If you didn't see it, like and some of the employees are saying like, you know, they um, in the warehouses, like they can't take bathroom breaks as often as they need to. So sometimes they have to piss in bottles and, uh, you know, Amazon's denying the whole thing. And then people are like providing like evidence and proof and Amazon's like not saying shit. And now they're calling out Bernie Sanders because they're like, Amazon pays his workers more than Bernie Sanders pays its workers in Vermont or something. And I'm like, I don't know how that works, but it seems like you're dodging some questions here, Amazon. Um, but obviously Amazon's a shitty company. However, they provide an incredible service, right? They, there's Amazon prime. Like I don't know anybody who doesn't have an Amazon prime account and that free two day shipping dude, like for like anything, like they have everything on there and it's because they use shitty business practices, um, and fucked over a bunch of little people to, I don't little people is probably the wrong word to use there, but small businesses, you know what I mean? Like people who prioritize in selling certain things like Amazon was just able to use like anti not antitrust using trust and like monopolistic practices to like fuck all these people over and they're not going to be held accountable for it because they have all this political power and stuff and I'm, I'm going on a rant again and I don't mean to but the thing is they provide such a great service and it's like nobody cares enough to change that the piss bottle thing you hear that you hear about workers like people who you know yeah, or Amazon prides themselves on paying their workers $15 an hour. Um, but that really doesn't seem like enough, uh, especially if you're pissing in bottles, you know? Like, your labor is still being exploited, and you also, like, can't go to the bathroom when you want, I guess. And so, like, you hear that, and you're just like, fuck, dude, Amazon sucks. But it's like, what, they just provide this amazing service that, uh, you know, it's hard not to use. You know, I and that's kind of what I feel like social media is, is... um you know, it's just this great service that is just this dopamine, these quick hits of dopamine, uh, that, you know, it's hard to stay off of. And so it would literally take all of us. It would, we would have to build a more empathetic society for people to understand that, Hey, you know, we need to care more about these things. And because we care more about these things, we need to collectively step back. And that's the whole thing, dude, is when you have a unified front of people, like you could change anything. If everybody came together and said this is fucked up and we are not going to spend another second on one of these apps until these companies change how they're doing this and address the problems they've created um because they matter you know if we all were on a unified front about that and did that like shit would change tomorrow um but it's tough to do that it's tough to get everybody on the same page with those kinds of things i mean dude it's i it's hard for me to even wrap my head around the, like the black lives matter movement, how like everybody's not in that, you know? Well, I guess it's not that hard to wrap my head around. People are racist. Um, but it's just like, it seems so obvious that like, you know, we need to have empathy and understanding when you look at the statistics, dude, you get this data shown to you. That's like, wow, look at how much black people are disenfranchised and haven't, you know, we haven't really gotten as far as maybe it's been portrayed that we've, we've gotten, you know, with like the efforts that have been put in, in our society. 
it always seems to be one step forward, two steps back. And the more you realize it's like, we got to do something here. And you know, when you have people like Colin Kaepernick that tries to do something and, uh, he just gets shit on immediately. Like Bill Burr has an amazing, an amazing bit. Look up Bill Burr, Colin Kaepernick on YouTube. Um, I'm sure it's on there. He has an incredible bit about it, about how the guy, like nobody gave him, even gave him, nobody even listened to him. You know what I mean? And people are so like numbskulled or, or so thick in their head that it's like, they just see a black man taking a knee and saying the word black lives matter. And all they can do is be like, they're disrespecting my country. And you're saying that only one race matters. And it's like, bro, what? Um, like, so we've got a whole fucking thing to work on there. So how do we build a more empathetic society, right? How do we make people understand and care more and getting off fixing social media, fixing media in general, right? I hate to be a guy that's, I hate people who are like, just take the scapegoat of just saying, oh, it's both sides and it's the media. It's just those two things are the problems for everything. And it's like, okay. Most of us know that the media has been fucked our entire lives and like skews shit. Like we all know that, but there are bigger, like there's a more to it than that. You can't just write it off as the media, you know? And I see there's people I know who post shit on social media. There's just always like saying it's the media's fault and it's the media's fault. And it's just like, okay, well one, we can't get rid of the media, right? We need the media because we need journalism because we need to know what the fuck is going on. Um, we just need, again, we need to change the way that, thing how things are done and the only way we can do that is um trying to build a more empathetic and understanding society and and try to get us all on the same page which is what i've been doing trying to do for uh for basically both most of my you know adult life so that's where we're at uh and that's the things that that have been in my mind lately uh and let me know what you think i want you know hit me up again i need i need the feedback man i love the feedback uh so please, if you have an opinion or, or you know, want to provide some insight to to what I'm talking about, let me know. Um, but yeah, it's sad, man. It may, it makes me sad. Uh, these kinds of things, Amazon, social media. I mean, these giant companies. Um, I one of the things. I don't remember if it was in that social dilemma documentary or I read it somewhere or or something, but there was a point made somewhere that going onto your phone when you're bored, like destroys your creativity. Cause like where creativity comes out of your brain is like from boredom. Like when your brain is bored, like that's when you can come up with some of your best ideas. But when we have this crutch of this phone, right. Of these screens. And it's just like, when you're bored, you just go to those and you just, it's just easy. And it, but when you do that, it's just like, oh, you had an opportunity to create, to, to have a creative idea and you're just destroying it by just mindlessly scrolling. Uh, and that was one I remember when, again, I don't remember where I heard that, but once that clicked in my brain, I was like, all right, that's, you know, I'm going to, I need to be more conscious of that. So, um, so if you're a person like me who's totally addicted to your phone and addicted to social media, um, watch the Social Dilemma documentary because at the end they, they talk about what you can do to, to try to help yourself. Um, and I also, there's a feature on iPhone, and I'm sure it's on other um, 
devices as well, but uh, Apple has this uh, screen time feature that I figured out recently where you can kind of limit what apps are used and like how much time you spend on them. Like um, there's like a downtime setting where it's like at a certain time every night or every day, like you can't use your social media apps and you can like obviously whitelist and blacklist apps. Uh, And so that's, that's helped me a lot. Uh, And I just, I don't know. I just try to be conscious of it. Um, of trying not to be on it all the time, but I, I still am, you know, um, cause it's tough. It's tough to exist without it because I want to hear from my friends and see my friends and the people I care about. And during a pandemic, that's the only way you can do that. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's a tough thing to find that balance, you know, of, but we gotta do something. We gotta, we gotta make people care. Well, we have to care more in ourselves. Right. And, uh, we have to make people care more and we need to have these conversations, I think. Um, and I know it probably sounds like I'm a hypocrite because I'm on social media all the time and, uh, I'm totally addicted to it. And, but I'm not saying I'm not, you know, um, I think, I don't think it's uh, mutually exclusive. Is that, I, you know, how I am with these words, man. I think that's what that means when it, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Right. I, I don't know. Um, but like you don't have to, cause that's what I thought, or, you know, I didn't want to be a hypocrite and I'm like, I realize the problem with social media, so I'm going to delete all of mine. Right. But it's like, I don't know if that's how it has to be. You know what I mean? I think we could still have it and exist on it and understand that these things are happening and we should still work towards those. So that's where I'm at. You know, everything is about balance, man. Finding balance is how you find peace. Um, that's how you move forward with things. Um, all right, we're at 45 minutes here. I feel like that's pretty good. Uh, I feel like I made a good point. Some, some good points here. Uh, I know there was no guest here and you had to listen to me stumble through some stuff and lose my train of thought a few times, uh, and say, uh, a thousand times, which I know can probably be annoying. So I apologize. Still working on this episode two, baby. We're growing and we're going and we're flowing and I'm rhyming like a motherfucker. Uh, all right. I'm going to stop being lame and, uh, let you guys get back to your day. And I hope everybody enjoyed this second episode next week i promise episode three we're gonna have our first guest and we're gonna have guests going forward hopefully every time so uh, i don't have to do this anymore i guess i could have waited it out until we had the guest but you know i didn't want it to be too long before another episode uh so here's another one of just me and i got covid and i'm fine now and i hope you guys are all doing well i hope uh efforts are, are being made to try to get a vaccine uh, I know it's it's been difficult, but I'm, I think it's getting easier, like, week to week. I know a lot of people who have gotten them and have gotten lucky, so I hope you do too. Uh, and I hope we get out of this soon and uh, we can see each other soon. I'm very excited to get that vaccine, and I'm very excited for, you know, the weather to get nicer. And I can start – oh, man, I've been craving to just sit on a patio somewhere, like at a bar or a restaurant, and just sit out on a patio and just drink like a – you know, everybody's about that Genesee – uh, I think it's Genesee that, that Ruby Kolsch or whatever. I've never had it, but people are going nuts for it, uh, on social media, all, all, all the Buffalo fam. So, uh, I'm excited to try that. Colin, if you're listening, I'm going to, I told Colin I would have one with him first cause he was very passionate. About it. He was very excited about it. I love doing that. I love when somebody, I mean, I'm a very passionate person, right? So I look for passion in other people and I love when people really like something or are really passionate about something. And I like experiencing it that, uh, experiencing that for the first time with them. Um, like when someone I like, like, and care about really likes something like, for example, Pat Walker, shout out Pat Walker, one of my 
dearest and closest friends. His favorite band is Under Oath. And I never really listened to Under Oath. I knew who they were, whatever. And when him and I started to get close, he there was a concert uh, in Cleveland to see Under Oath, right? And I again, I didn't really know this band. It was a reunion tour. And I wanted to go with him because I was like, I know you love this band and I want to experience this. Like, I want to buy into it because you're you love it so much and it makes you so happy right so like and i went to the show man and i had the best time and now under oath i would consider them like one of my favorite bands like they're phenomenal the show was so cool and to see like my friend be super happy about that was was so cool so it's and it can be the same thing for just having a beer you know i got cullen loves the the ruby red kolsch i think that's what's i'm gonna be upset if i'm saying it wrong but uh i've also never had it or, or know what it even is so but he's super stoked for it. So I was like, all right, man, we're going to we're gonna hang out in your garage uh, when it gets nice out, and, and I'm going to have one with you, and that's going to be my first one. And I want to experience it with, with somebody who really likes it, you know. But for me, my, my favorite summer beer is uh, Allagash White, man. Uh, that is, to me, just the perfect. It's so light, and it's just delicious, and it's the best warm-weather beer ever, and it's almost Allagash season. I'm going to be posting. Every time I have an Allagash, it's going to be on my Instagram story, Allagash season. Cause that's what I always do except for when I wasn't drinking. Um, but yeah, that's the shit, but I'm excited to try that Ruby red Kolsch or whatever. And I really can't wait to like sit on a patio and feel some sense of like normalcy again. Uh, because you know, I have been very, uh, a very big homebody, uh, since all of this happened and I, I don't go anywhere ever. Um, I also miss diners. I can't wait to go to a diner again and just like hang out at it and sit in a diner diners rule man what that's like one of the best things that i don't know if a diner is an american thing it's probably not nothing you know nothing cool that happens in this country came from this country uh but diners are dope and i can't wait to go back to diners all right man so maybe i'll see you at a diner um maybe we can grab a beer on a patio or something uh we're getting getting somewhere things are getting better in all aspects of life uh and in the world and so i hope i'm sending some positivity vibes your way Uh, and I'll see you guys soon and I hope you're all doing great. I am your friend. See you later.